Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. Maybe right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Well, I need to slap the hell out of you. I right wish there. you would. See us two fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? <laughs> you lost your damn mind. Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Hello, my most amazing podcast family. How are y'all doing? This is Real Talk Kim, and I am so excited to be on here with you. Um, man, God is, I just feel so excited in my spirit for, man, for you, for for what God's doing in your life. And I just know that he is, man, doing a new work in your life. I feel so excited right now at Limitless. A lot of you uh, that don't know me, I am Real Talk Kim. I'm actually a pastor uh, I pastor a church right here in Atlanta, Georgia, called Limitless Church, 1653 Highway 85 South, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. Every Sunday, 10 and 11.30, I am preaching in the house and getting to hug on so many of y'all every Sunday, and I love it. Cross from Whitewater High School is your mile marker if you ever come see me, and I'm also a coach. I'm, I lead a phenomenal movement uh, called the uh, Real Talk, uh, the RTK Inner Circle, and uh, man, I'm just so proud of that group. We do life together every six months. As many of them that can come to Atlanta, and I just pour into them, and it's like a big old family reunion, and it's just great. So, listen, if you want to get involved more of my world, just go to realtalkkim.com and. It, it, they're all that you want to know about me will be right there on that website. Today, I want to get into um, healing, healing our hearts, how to get over hurts in our lives. I just kind of feel like um, somebody needs to hear this today. So if you don't mind, go ahead and share this with somebody. Share it on your news feed. Um, maybe share it with a friend that just is stuck in hurt. Their heart's been wounded and they're just sad. Um, share this with them today because I feel like I'm going to be able to give you some tools to help you really heal tonight. Um, this is actually uh, Monday night whenever I'm recording this um, to go up because I travel during the week and preach. So I usually do my podcast on Monday for uh, whenever my team can upload it, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday. But we just got off of a uh, testimonial on every Monday night in our, our in my RTK inner circle. We have a testimonial, and tonight one of our girls was talking about her life, and man, I was just blown away by her testimony because she's this happy, fun girl. Uh, she's a chef. She's just amazing. She brings so much light into my world and so many people's world. And tonight when she was telling her testimony, I was just blown away uh, by all that she's been through. And she would break down and cry a little bit in her testimony. And I just, the reason I really encourage our group to tell their testimonies is because it's so healing uh, to get it out. 
And I really, really encourage people not to waste their hell, even the painful parts of their lives. And so tonight, it just really provoked me to do this podcast on helping you heal, you know, um, helping you heal from holes in your heart, how to overcome hurts, how to overcome betrayal. Uh, I had someone reach out to me today and apologize to me, which y'all, can y'all believe probably at least once a day, I will have somebody reach out to me and literally say, I need to ask your forgiveness. I believe something somebody said about you or it's usually, that's usually what they're apologizing to me for. And I am just so proud of myself because I don't ever get mad at anybody. I will cut people out of my life, uh, you know, especially leaders that I see um, are gossipy or talking behind my back or whatever, but I don't stay angry at nobody. And today after that person had reached out to me and just asked me to forgive them because they know that, you know, they've watched my fruit. My fruit definitely uh, outlived the lie that was said about me. And they just needed to ask my forgiveness and thank and thanked me for loving them because I will always let people back in my world if I feel their hearts are pure. And of course, this person's was. And it made me think about when I was reading it, I heard the Lord say in my spirit, it's because you let the holes in your heart heal because I'd been so hurt in my life by preachers, Christians, um, really religious folk are some of the meanest people on the planet. And that's how come I go so hard for God and I fight so hard for God's people. And I fight so hard for the misfits and the people that God don't, you know, people don't love, that that Christians don't love. I go hard for them because I used to be that person that got so just thrown away, thrown out because of, of sin in my life and things that I was going through out of hurt. And uh, that's why I go so hard for for everybody now. I feel like God has literally called me to be his hands and feet in this world, to spread liquid love everywhere I go, man, and just love people. It's not my job to judge people. It's my job to love them and let God work on them, right? So I want to start with this scripture, Psalm 147 and 3. You know, I couldn't receive these apologies from people and literally never miss a beat. If I hadn't walked through stuff myself and understand, believe in people that lied or believe in people that I've been on the other end, right? I've been the gossiper. I've been the one that's hurt people. And so I wouldn't have been able to be this person I am today and receive apologies and forgive and never miss a beat with people if I wouldn't have allowed myself to be healed in areas of my life. And that's really what I pray that this podcast does for you is let you maybe forgive somebody or helps you heal a hole in your heart. I want to start at Psalm 147 and 3. It says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. That's Isaiah 43, 18. I love that scripture. 
No, 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 no. That was uh, Psalm 147 and 3. He healeth the brokenhearted, bind up their wounds. And now Isaiah 43, 18 says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So Psalms 147 and 3 is saying, I've got you. I'm healing all your wounds. I'm binding up your pain. I'm making it so that you don't bleed on people that didn't cut you for the rest of your life. And then Isaiah 43, 18 is telling us, don't even think about the things behind. Don't even try to get people back for what they've done to you. Don't even, don't even worry about your own sins or what you've done. Just get better, do better, and forgive, right? Um, and then I want to go to 1 Peter 2 and 9. It says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. So basically all three of these scriptures, the first one is saying you've got to get healed. Because God is saying, I've already binded up your wounds. I've already, I've already, I've already gone to the Christ cross for everything that you're hurting for. The second is stop looking behind you. Stop trying to right the wrong. Stop giving CPR to dead situations. And then, and then the last scripture I just did was saying, no matter what you've done, I've called you and I've chosen you. I've chosen you. So for every single ex- excuse that you might have right now for why you can't be used of God or why you can't ever forgive or why you can't get up from your pain, I just gave you three scripture to help you get free. Every single person who walks this planet has been wounded, some more than others. And pain has a way of sticking with us and affecting our relationships. It affects our relationships with others. If we aren't intentional about getting past it. You know, I've noticed in my own life how past pain can creep up and make me insecure in some areas or make me afraid. I've been so uh, betrayed by people that I've had work in ministry with me. I've watched them step on me and put a knife in my front. I've watched them, you know, throw my name through the dirt with the shoes I bought them on their feet, just lie on me. And every once in a while, I'll feel those triggers hit me again. And it can make me hesitate to trust others when they have actually done nothing to hurt me. And past pain can even make me doubt God's love, forgiveness, or even provision when his track record has given me no reason to doubt him at all. Does that sound familiar maybe to you today? Maybe maybe you're feeling a trigger today or maybe you're feeling like you took 20 steps forward and 10 steps back. Maybe you've encountered a situation that hurt so bad and it brought up a memory. 
But you and I don't have to remain stuck in the baggage from our past. We don't. We don't have to let our pa- our pain impact our present. You know, there are, there are ways of healing and wholeness that can help all of us, male or female, live like a new creation in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us rather than living like the old us, dysfunctional, wounded people, um, that the enemy of our souls wants us to believe that we are, I want to give you 10 ways right now. Get your journals out. 10 ways to overcome the hurts in your life so they don't continue to affect how you live and how you relate to others. Are you ready? Number one, you have to realize there's a reason for your pain. You got to realize there's a reason for your pain. I too remember asking God why in the wake of my divorce, right? And the discovery of so much that I never ever expected would happen to me. Being raised in the church, I never expected to go through something that I walked through. Never thought it would happen to me. And I certainly couldn't think of a good reason that it, that, that it ever did happen to me. It wasn't until I came upon a passage of scripture that I realized I might never understand the why that I had to walk through divorce while my kids had to be raised in a single family, single parent family, why I had to be embarrassed in public. And that's okay. It's okay that I may never know the why. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord. Listen, I've learned it isn't so important that we understand why we are hurting, but it is essential that we trust God who in his love is allowing that hurt to happen. That is the beginning of surrender, really. It's the beginning of trusting in God who can redeem all things and surrender. Y'all surrender is the beginning of healing. If you go back and think about those moments that hurt you more than anything in this world, those are the moments that have shaped you into who you are. If I wouldn't have walked through the divorce, if I wouldn't have lost everything, if I wouldn't have went, had to move back in with my mom, if I wouldn't have, all of the things, every single one of the painful parts of my life was a, connected to my purpose that I'm walking in today. Here's number two. Reshape your understanding of God through scripture. Y'all, when we are hurting, we are often believing something about God that isn't true. Sometimes we believe God is punishing us or maybe he's ignoring us out of his anger because we were bad or we didn't. I I mean, we just can believe so much hogwash. When we look to scripture to see who God really is and grab hold of that truth, 
it, it really does change our lives. Is it possible through your hurts and heartaches that you've perceived God as different than he actually is? Maybe you haven't done that intentionally. Maybe you just put a face on him that resembles someone who has hurt you. But listen, y'all, God is not like a distant father you had difficulty approaching or a critical mother whom you could never please or an abusive spouse whom you couldn't trust or a controlling, manipulative boss whom you learned to resent. Let God heal your heart of the hurt you've experienced by getting to know him as he really is, as scripture says he is. John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Number three, you have to reject the lie that God didn't care. You have to reject the lie that God didn't care. We often see the disaster in front of us. We experience the pain, but we don't see the rescue that takes place on our behalf. That makes us believe the lie that God wasn't there or that he didn't care about the pain we experienced. God promised in his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews 13 and five. His word also says that no matter where we go, he is with us. As Psalms 139, seven through 11, it says that he is always with us. That means he has been with you in everything you faced. Maybe you just don't remember the sudden turn of events in which something worse could have happened, but it didn't. Maybe you don't recall that he was protecting you in spite of the pain. In Psalm 71, 15, the psalmist sings of God's saving acts all day long, though he knows not how to relate them all. How often has God really protected you from something far worse that could have happened, but didn't? We have to reject the lie that he didn't care. He was very likely working a rescue that you never even realized took place. Number four, 
re-examine the healing power of the cross. I've known so many women, men, who, who believe that although God is forgiving, he could never forgive them for certain things they've done. But listen, you are no exception to the healing power of the cross. Psalm 103 and 12, it tells us as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And in Isaiah 53, four through five, we are told, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Notice that every verse in Isaiah 53 referring to the healing that Christ offers us from the cross is past tense. Even though it was a prophecy in the Old Testament about what was to come through the birth, life, and death, and resurrection of Jesus. Even though Christ's death for us was still future, at the time it was written, God saw our healing. Through Christ's death, as already done, maybe you're thinking you will never be healed. Then maybe you have never repented and asked Jesus to cover you with his life and death and blood. Because once he has, your heavenly father sees you as already healed and complete in him. Number five, receive your new identity. Many of us stay stuck in our past. Really? We claim that just the way I am, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I am. Take it or leave it. That's just the way I am. Because we continue to see ourselves as the wounded little girl, the wounded little boy, or the rejected, unwanted little boy or girl. But when we know Christ, that's not who we are anymore. Scripture says, when you are in Christ Jesus, you are his child. John one twelve. It says, you are his friend. John 15 and 15. You are a saint. Ephesians 1, 1. You are forgiven. Colossians 1, 14. You are complete. Colossians 2, 10. You are secure. Romans 8, 1 through 2. Hebrews 13 and 5. And then it says you are unconditionally loved. Romans 8, 35 through 39. That's just to name a few, y'all. 
when I find myself excusing my behavior because of my past issues or believing I will always be hurt or I'll never trust, I must remind myself again that Christ died for me to redeem the way I am so he can make me more like him. Number six, relinquish your right to yourself. It is natural for you and I to believe we have a right to a pain-free, happy life. But listen, y'all, Jesus never promised even a comfortable life. He never even promised a comfortable life for those who followed him. But he did say in Luke 9, 23, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That means to pick up your cross daily means through going It means, it actually means there's going to be pain. There's going to be hurt, discomfort, and a relinquishing of your right to yourself. Furthermore, the Apostle Paul modeled to us a life that is surrendered to Christ in which we have no personal rights. When he said, In Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So true surrender means recognizing your life is not your own. It means you belong to a loving master who has your best at heart. So you've got to relinquish your right to yourself. And you've got to experience the peace that you are in your father's hands. And guess what? He knows exactly what he's doing. Number seven, recognize real versus distorted love. Okay? Recognize real versus distorted love. Here's why. We get stuck in painful patterns from our past and we repeat dysfunctional behaviors when we fail to understand what healthy love looks like. In ministering all around the world to people, I found that their search for love can cause them to tolerate unhealthy, damaging behavior in others. Christ said in John 15, 13, Greater love has no one more than 
someone laid down his life for his friends. True unconditional love involves self-sacrifice for the benefit of the other. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, when you grab hold of God's definition of love as seen in the life of Christ in the scripture, you will raise your standard higher and not repeat mistakes that cause you pain including tolerating relationships with people who continue to hurt you. Here's number eight. Release yourself through forgiveness. Release yourself through forgiveness. Not only do we need to forgive ourselves of offenses we believe are unforgivable, But when we forgive others who have offended us, we end up letting ourselves off of their emotional hook. So we stay in bondage to our pain and the one who caused us pain when we refuse to forgive another person. They may not ask for your forgiveness. They may not even be sorry. But when you release your offender and the offense to God, and you say, I'm not going to expect this person to make it right because they never could anyway. Listen, y'all, you will experience freedom from the pain. We forgive because Christ has forgiven us. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. And we forgive because it is essential to our own healing process, period. Number nine, learn to refresh your soul through praise. I wake up every single morning. The first thing I say is, Alexa, play worship. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So in everything, even the unwanted, even the uncomfortable and unpleasant things, give thanks. And you will be living out God's will for you. As you praise God, he will give you a new perspective. I promise you, I promise you with everything in me that everything I'm telling you on this podcast is truth. It's biblical and it works. He will remind you of who you are in his eyes and you will experience joy again. See, worship draws us closer to the presence of God. Psalm 1611 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Praise him in the pain and you'll find yourself experiencing his peace and his joy. Evidence that you have overcome your hurts. You watch. Here's the last one. Number 10, reinvest in the lives of others. I've seen it over and over again. 
a man or woman who is wounded receives God's healing and then gets back into the trenches where he or she was wounded and begins to help others out of their painful situations. It's how God turns our pain into purpose. It's how he brings something beautiful out of what was once bitter. And it's how he completes our healing process. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says, it tells us that the God of all comfort comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are, right? That we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, which the comfort which with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So it means whom can you comfort with the comfort of God that he has given you? Whose life today can you encourage just by sharing where God has met you in your pain? Today, that's your challenge. God ministers healing to us as we reach out to minister to the hurts of others. That's your homework. That's your challenge today, y'all. Get out of your feelings and get into some healing and let God use you. You don't know where your purpose is? Let me help you. Your purpose is connected to helping others, period. Your purpose is connected to the very place that you had to fight like hell to survive. Whether it was a divorce, bankruptcy, sickness, uh, heartbreak, abuse, whatever. Your purpose is connected to pulling others out of the trenches that you once found yourself in. Even if it's simply smiling at somebody at the grocery store or taking someone's buggy for them or patting someone on the back or telling someone how beautiful they are walking down the mall. Make someone smile today because you can. You don't have to wait until everything in your life is perfect to begin to be used of God. Today, do it. Do your part. Man, I love you so much. I pray this blessed you. This, I, this, is, this has been one of uh, uh, just a phenomenal podcast for me to collect uh, notes on because so many people are here. So many people have such a distorted view on healing. They're waiting for God to be a genie in a bottle when God's waiting on you to move. Sometimes you have to mourn and move, but move. I love you so much. I'm praying for you. I got your back, your side, your front, your top, your bottom. I'm fighting for you and I'll never let you go. My intercessors are praying for you. We love you. You have a purpose and a plan. And as long as you ain't dead, God ain't done. As long as you have a pulse, God's got a plan. Stop allowing a season in your life to define your whole lifetime. I love you. I believe in you. Hey, go give me some fives for my content. Share my content with somebody today. Somebody needs it. Maybe your life is perfect. Somebody else needs a good word of encouragement from this podcast today. Stay connected to me. Get in my RTK inner circle. Come visit me at my church, Limitless Church here in Fayetteville, Georgia. 
You can find out all you want to know about me on my website, realtalkkim.com, or download my free app. Go to that Google Play Store, your Apple Store, download the Real Talk Kim Go app, and every day, two times a day, I send you out notifications of love. I'm praying for you, and I love you. Talk to you next week. Real Talk Kim here.